Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Build Value by Choice podcast show. I am your host, Nana Bonsu, the president and CEO of Infinite Horizons Incorporated. Our website is www.infhorizons.com. We currently have a business scaling checklist out there that will help help you uh, business owners, if especially if you feel like you're stuck and you've hit a certain uh, ceiling and you, you're not able to go beyond that. We have a checklist of five items that you can do to help you scale your business. And you can go to www.https colon slash slash bit bit.ly forward slash business dash scale up dash checklist. My next guest is Tom Gledhill. Uh, This week's uh, episode, we had a previous episode where we talked about his journey in in building and selling four businesses. He's a a former uh, veteran, a former army officer, and he currently helps business owners position their business and as well as sell their business without leaving money on the table. So we're going to be continuing today's uh, podcast from the previous one. We're going to pick up where we left off the last time we talked about his journey. And today we're going to be talking about some of the things that he's uh, based on his epiphany, how he's uh, gone on to help business owners position their business for success. I'm going to be uh, reading his a little bit about his bio uh, before we get into questions. Tom Gledhill is his name. Tom has founded, built, and sold multiple companies during his career as a business owner. He's a former mergers and acquisitions advisor and author of two best-selling books, The Big Transfer and XIT Pro System. Tom has been in the trenches, founding, building, and eventually selling his small businesses. He understands how business owners operate day-to-day based on how they satisfy customers and their staff, meeting payroll, and their concerns about any future sales. He has combined his experience from building and selling his companies and helping many other business owners sell their companies to develop the XIT Pro system to help business owners increase the value of their company, make money, and make their business more saleable. He is an Army veteran, holds a bachelor's in electrical engineering from the University of Maine, and an MBA from Boston College. Tom is also a certified business intermediary. Welcome to the show, Tom. Thanks very much, Nana. It's a pleasure to be here. Wonderful, wonderful. So I want to pick up where we left off uh, the last time. You had, you've sold, built, and uh, sold four businesses. And one of the things that you mentioned was that in, in rereading your books, you, the especially the XIT Pro System book, you mentioned that you thought you had gotten a good deal, uh, the last business that you sold. And this was obviously before there was any, you know, before the internet craze and and the uh, exit planning system and a lot of these different tools that we currently have, uh, including valuation systems that we currently have and use. Um, and you realized, whilst you were going through your uh, certified business in the area or CBI designation certification, that you had left some money on the table. And so based on that, um, you decided that you're going to help other business owners um, avoid similar mistakes. So I want to ask you, what are some of the mistakes that you see business owners are making that, um, that make them leave money on the table? Well, the biggest thing, matter is that they're not familiar with the business buyers and what they're looking for. And that's one question that I asked a couple of years before I put my company on the market, my software company, you know, who's going to buy my company and what are they looking for when they buy a company? And business owners really don't, haven't thought about that. So 
even though their company may have value, even though their company is making money, they may not be saleable for a variety of reasons. So they, uh, they really need to understand what the business buyers are looking for. That way they can fine tune their company or position their company to be appealing to the, the various business buyers. Why do you think it's important for businesses to be efficient and effective when it comes to positioning themselves? Well, being effective and efficient, really, if, if you know when you start a company the first several years, you're just trying to survive. And then you crash through that survival barrier and you've got some infrastructure and you, you, your company is moving on. But that's when you really should start thinking about being effective and efficient. So it can be anywhere on your career path, but if you do it immediately after you have crashed that through that survival barrier, then by making your company more effective and efficient, you're going to be more profitable, you're going to make more money, and you cannot scale a company until you make it effective and efficient. So that's, that's really important to do early, but critical to do before you put the company on the market. What are some of the common business practices that business owners can, can do to make their business more efficient and effective? Well, the first thing is to, for the manager to realize that the owner, that he's a manager and he should become dispensable. He should have well-trained, loyal employees, and he should let them do their job. And when they come to him, for advice or whatever, make sure that they all they have a solution to go with their problem. And you're just you're just the green light to let them go. So managers, owners should work on their company more than in their company. They should let the day-to-day operations go. Now they do that by having well-trained employees and by having good systems. So employees and systems are the two most important things because your financials and your all, that's just your report card, all right? That's a function of how effective and efficient your company is. And to do that, you should have well-trained employees and you should have good systems. Are there any specific areas? And I, I suppose that beyond just, um, I suppose that, you know, employees and systems are probably the most important um, you know, areas uh, but what other factors would you consider when trying to make your business more appealing to buyers? Well, every business owner that I have talked to, uh, even those that don't have good financials, uh, but they they all they all say they have this potential within the company. Okay? So one of the things that I always told my people, my clients, was to if you've got ideas of how to how a, a new owner can make this company successful and, and grow it, you know, develop a plan, write that up down on paper, okay? Maybe, you know, one, two, three pages, but also have an Excel spreadsheet that goes out for, let's say, three years with a conservative forecast of what that owner can do. Now, there's a saying in, in sales that business owners, they buy the future, that they'll only pay for the past. But if you want them to buy the company, you know, period, 
you need to give them a reason to buy. You need to give them a reason that there is a future. So that's something I always suggest strongly that my clients would do. You develop this plan with, a, with an Excel spreadsheet and be part of the marketing materials for your company. Now, the other thing is that the owner should make himself or herself dispensable, all right? Because if, in order for a company to sell, it should be sustainable and transferable. And if it's got a ma- an owner that does everything, then that company's not transferable and it's probably not sustainable. What advice do you have for business owners who are looking to sell their company? Because we know the baby, you know, we, you mentioned the last episode, how a lot of baby boomers are looking to get out of their, you know, retire and, you know, get out of their business or maybe even for medical reasons. Um, what is the, what are some of the things that you would advise business owners to, you know, who are looking to sell their company? Have an exit strategy, certainly. And now an exit strategy is, is, is a multifaceted process. But the most important part of the process is positioning the company to sell. Okay? Because if you can't sell the company, everything else is not needed. You know, you need an accountant, you need, to, you need a tax lawyer, you need a wealth manager, you know, you need a lot of, you need an experienced broker. But if you can't, if your company isn't saleable to begin with, then all of those other things are not needed. So the most important part is, is positioning the company to sell. But then you have to know what to position, you know, how to do it, all right? So I've, I've created a, a webinar, a free webinar, it's 20 minutes long, and it tells people what to do and how to do it, all right? And it's not rocket science, but it does take discipline to do it. What is the biggest misconception that business owners tend to have when it comes to you know, time to you know, sell their business? Most small business owners, they wake up one morning and they say, gee, I think I'll sell my company today. Well, they haven't really thought it. They're making, they may, could be making good money or they're making good income. Okay. But most business owners don't think about the fact that their business also is an asset. It has value. It's an asset. They think more in terms of the income. So a lot of them will just take all that income and spend it without reinvesting it in the company. So they really aren't ready to sell the business, but they think they are. So they immediately, you know, contact a broker or they start, you know, thinking about how can I sell this myself, talking to their accountant, perhaps, you know, talking to other people that they know. And uh, they, they start putting the materials together and so forth. And going forward, when they have no idea what their company is worth, and they think, they think it's worth a lot more than it really is. I mean, uh, most business owners, that's the number one reason that your businesses don't sell. And they, they also aren't prepared, really, to, to go forward. So that they, don't, they don't think it out. They don't think in, 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 uh, in advance. Uh, and plan the process. They just wake up and start doing it. So I think it's the the, the exit planning is not there, and uh, they they go forward to to sell it anyway. Now the speaking of an exit plan and an exit strategy, we know the other types of exit. Not everybody wants to sell their business. What are some of the practices or things that folks looking to sell their businesses? 
what are some of the things they do that also apply to business owners that may not be looking to sell, but may be looking to keep, you know, keep it going for as long as they, they can? Well, I'm working with a company right now that is um, <clears throat> the owner is wants to phase out and he wants to transfer the, the business to two of his sons and an employee. So what I suggested to him was, number one, he has, he has to determine what the value of the company is right now mm-hmm. before he does that. And, and have the, his sons and the employee uh, being vested into ownership over a period of five years or so. So all of the other, all of the things are, are, are that if he was selling it to a third party or transferring it to his family or employees, all of those things about positioning the company are still in play. All right. You don't want to hand your, your sons or daughters or your employees a company that's not effective and efficient. And you also, since you're going to be retiring, and you're going, there's going to be a note from these people, from the sons, and they're, they're going to pay a portion of the revenues, of the profits to you over a period of time in order to buy the company. Now, that company needs to have a certain market value for you to live in retirement or whatever you're going to do uh, at, at a, you know, at a viable situation. So, all of those things are in play. You need to have your company positioned properly. It need to be, needs to be effective and efficient. And you need some kind of a plan for a structure going forward where the others will take over the company over a period of time. And that's kind of, that's kind of what I suggest to, uh, to this company that I'm working with right now. When you sold your last software company, between that time and the time that you started doing the uh, your CBI or your certified intermediary designation, uh, and when you had that epiphany, what was that? What was that? You know, journey like? Well, when I uh, when I was thinking about selling my company, uh, one question I always asked was, you know, who's going to buy my company, and what are they looking for in an acquisition? Now, at the same time, I had no idea what my company was worth. I had a vague idea that it may have something to do with revenues and profits, but in the industry I'm in, but I really didn't know how it all tied together. So we uh, eventually sold and I thought, well, I got a good deal. My employees were being treated well. Um, so we thought we got, a, we got a good deal. And a friend of mine approached me after I had sold it and uh, talked me into getting into mergers and acquisitions. So. I was sitting in a classroom studying for my certified business intermediary exam and I was taking a course in valuation. And I realized that I had lost a, left a lot of money on the table. Now, when I first got into this, I was told that only one in four businesses that go to market actually sell. And I didn't believe it. But over a course of a couple of years, I talked to hundreds of business owners and I realized it was true. And a lot of these people were, re- were at, you know, they, at a point in their career where they weren't retiring, but they had to sell their business for whatever reason, divorce, perhaps disability, maybe death in the family. 
they they needed the money for other reasons. They needed to sell their company, and they couldn't sell their company. So I realized at that time that there was a real problem there. Several years later, um, I had to sell my brokerage for personal reasons, and I had to, I had to take care of my my wife, and uh, so I started researching why these companies didn't sell, right, and what I could do about it. So I started developing a, a system, thinking about it, developing a system called my four-step process that I wrote a book around, Exit Pro System, that created a simple methodology for business owners to know what to do and how to do it. So that was kind of how I got into that phase of the business. And uh, as a result, I also developed an online course, you know, based on the book that takes, there's a lot of coaching that goes with it. So, uh, so that's, that's kind of how I got into it. So um, just a couple of, uh, you know, like, you know, rapid fire questions and uh, we can wrap up. So two, uh, three things. One is that the biz buy sell, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with them, that tracks uh, the business transactions talks about one of the things that they talk about in terms of what buyers are looking for is, you know, strong financials. Um, the other thing is, uh, you know, you talk about the other things, employee, the labor, uh, and you, you already mentioned how you need a well-trained force. Um, so I was just you know, trying to figure out, like, you know, when in terms of strong financials, what do buyers you know, need to see when it comes to um, a company having strong financials? And also, um, you know, another thing would be, um, you know, inflation uh, being the top of mind item for business owners right now, how that's affecting financials and other operational aspects of the business. Well, Financials are, are critical uh, because if you don't have if you don't have readily available and accessible financials, when a business buyer is you know his, his first thing he's going to ask for is you know let me see your financials. I'd like to see three years of financials. I'd like also see, like to see your tax returns. Okay, so the uh, so they should be accessible and they should be. You know, even your uh, year to dates, you should have year to dates because oftentimes somebody be looking in the middle of the year. They want to know how you're doing, you know, up to this point. The other thing, the other thing that's critical, and I have dealt with this, a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs, they'll have more than one business. And if you have two businesses and you've got all of your financials together and the, the accountant tends to do that. They'll take all of your financials and they just put them together in one tax return. And the business buyers will want to see, it, you know, it for each company. If they want to see it for the company that you're trying to sell. And if you're the business broker and you're trying to put all of these things together, it's just about impossible to do. Because you have to make assumptions here and there, and it's not clear. And the business buyer is undoubtedly looking at more than just your company. All right. And if he runs into that kind of a problem, he won't waste his time. He or she won't waste their time. They'll move on to the other company. So having separate tax returns and separate financials for different companies is, is a critical thing to do. The thing is, though, the financials are, they're the first thing that people look at. Once they look at that and they, they like what they see, then they'll go to the second level. Because the value of business is determined 
at that level, at the small business level, by the cash flow and the risk that a, a that an owner that a business buyer takes on when he buys the company. Now the risk, the risk actually aids and abets the cash flow because the risk is the, the efficiency and effectiveness of your company, really. So if your company's not effective and efficient, the cash flow probably won't be very good. So if your cash flow and your financials are really your, your scorecard. It's a result of the effectiveness and efficiency of your company. So they're, 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 import, they're very important because it's the first thing a, a business buyer or investor sees, and if they don't like it, they'll move on. And what about inflation? What, what, what are you seeing uh, as far as the, how inflation is impacting the bottom line uh, for businesses and, and their financials? Business buyers, business owners, really, uh, they need to increase their prices you know, accordingly. One of the things that business buyers don't do and often enough is, is follow the, the uh, cost of their business. And if the cost of their business is going up, and they're not increasing their prices, then they're obviously going to have a, a problem with their profitability. So you, you, need to adjust, you need to adjust your prices according to what your costs are. So small businesses that don't do that are going to be in serious trouble. So they need to adjust their prices accordingly, and they are. That's great. Well, uh, thank you very much. Uh, and again, uh, any, how would you... Um, I kind of put a bow on top of this in terms of uh, business owners uh, positioning themselves in a way that makes more saleable and making sure that if and when they decide to you know, ever sell their business, that they're not leaving money on the table. Well, I think, first of all, Nana, they need to, uh, they need to think about it in advance. They need, to about, they need to think about making their company effective and efficient. And the, you know, the, the best way to do that is to is to break your company down into the functional areas of the of the company that affect value, okay? And knowing if you know what the business buyers are looking for, the various you know business buyer types are looking for, then you're better able to do that. So what I would suggest is that they become knowledgeable about the business buyer types and what they're looking for, and then break their company down into the functional areas of the value drivers and the value drivers that those business buyer types are looking for. And try, you know, analyze them and try to improve those value drivers. And those value drivers that will then affect your cash flow. And once your cash flow is increased and your risk is decreased, you know, then you're in, in a position to go to market. So your company will be appealing to business buyers or investors. But you need to do that well in advance because it might take a couple of years to implement that. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you very much again, Tom. I always appreciate your, your, your time and appreciate the wisdom you share with us today. Uh, again, for our audience, I encourage you to go to www.infhorizons.com forward slash podcast. We're going to have this uh, episode uploaded over there. Um, and uh, also, uh, you can see a button to get free valuation. Or Tom mentioned that you got to make sure that you're on top of your valuation uh, so you can get free valuation over there. And also, don't forget to um, go to bit.ly forward slash business scale checklist to get your free checklist. Till next time, bye bye.